On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, it's back to school season, but for a young Calgary man, it is the start of a new and different chapter. Welcome to episode 54 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Classes are back in session for everyone from preschool and kindergarten all the way up to college and university. And when it comes to baseball, dozens of Alberta-born athletes are heading to their respective schools to get ready for what will surely be a busy few months. It's also a time of transition as some try to figure out what's next after finishing school in the spring. We've seen quite a few of those social media posts in the last few days about how some can't believe it's their first fall without hitting the books or the diamonds. One of those who isn't heading back to the classroom is Calgary's Jared Kennedy. He graduated with a bachelor's degree in health and wellness at Canisius College. The Vauxhall Baseball Academy grad had a fantastic four-year run with Golden Griffins, sporting a 3.82 ERA in 47 appearances, striking out 81 batters in 92 innings, and was a three-time MAC all-academic team selection. Off the field, he was taking no time off either, interning with the Director of Athletic Performance, instructing at the Canisius Baseball Youth Camps for five seasons, and also came back home to work with Prep Baseball Report Alberta alongside Andrew McLean. So it comes as no surprise that about a month ago, he was named the new Assistant Director of Athletic Performance at Canisius. As the bells started to ring to welcome the new class of students, we chatted with Kennedy about getting into baseball, heading to Vauxhall and then Canisius, and finally moving on from the game to a career he loves. Jared, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Congratulations, first off, on the new gig. Was this something that you've had in mind for a while? Is this something that uh, you were kind of hoping and dreaming about down the road, is moving your way up through a a post-secondary career in health and wellness in sport? Uh, So basically when I graduated from Vauxhall, uh, one of the things that my advisor kind of steered me towards was getting a a four-year degree in in a science that was interesting to me and then um, taking my um, education back to Canada and doing two years of a teaching degree because that's what I wanted to do originally was was teach a, a science of some kind um, and and that kind of switched after my first year of college I came in as a biology major um, and then found that the things that I was more interested in were the anatomy and physiology side of of academics and this and and biology really wasn't giving me as much of that as I was hoping for and so my advisor here in college steered me towards um, health and wellness. And, and from that second year on, I, I stayed in health and wellness. And in my senior year, I picked up uh, a minor in strength and conditioning and kind of just went with it from there. And, and, and one of the classes that I had to take um, to graduate was a, a mandatory six-credit internship. So it was 240 hours. And really, I I just wanted to, to do something close to campus. And, and I found the strength and conditioning program was, was looking for interns. And I put my name in for that, and they, they took me in, and, and it was the best semester of my college career, just getting to spend, you know, it was about 18 hours a week in there, um, and, and that's kind of where I really fell in love with the idea of being able to, to do this as a profession, and I, I never really even thought of it as, as an option, um, and they were they were pretty good in there with me, and, and they, um, as, halfway through the semester, the assistant who I was actually interning under left, so I was 
I ended up interning under the head strength conditioning coach, who's still here now, Mike Guzda, who is now my boss. Um, he's actually somebody, he took every single team in the spring last year himself without an assistant because he wanted to offer me the position, but he had to wait until I graduated to do that. Unreal. What is it like to have that faith placed in you that early on and uh, to have somebody kind of waiting to put you under their wing like that? Uh, you know, it was really awesome, and I'm I'm very grateful for what Mike has done for me so far. It's uh, it's extremely hard to get into this business. Um, there's only so many strength coaches in Division One or even Division Two or Three that are open, and and I found one that opened up. Kind of, I was in the right place at the right time, and and the work that I put in was enough for them to to have a little bit of faith in me, and um, I really owe Mike a lot for for this opportunity for sure. What is it about that strength and conditioning side that has really allured you to it? So I guess that kind of, it, it starts back in box hall uh, when I went there for my grade 11 year. Um, we had a great strength coach there, Jason Douse, who uh, came over, the Blue Jays loaned him to us, and he's somebody that I still keep in contact with. To this day, he was, uh, he was up with the Bisons, the Buffalo Bisons, so the AAA team for the Blue Jays, and, you know, he would... Uh, I would see him. I would go to the Bison games, and I would see him down on the field, get a chance to talk to him. I even got to see him when he was up with the Blue Jays for a little bit. Uh, I went to Toronto for a game and got to see him. So he really started it off in grade 11 with I kind of got to see how the weight room really translates to the field and, and how me being a, a skinny kid showing up at Vauxhall could put on some weight, and, and I started throwing harder because of the weight room, and that was one of the big things. And then Jeff Cashel was another guy who oversaw um, MLB International Strength Program. We also got to work with him at Vauxhall. So it was a, it was a tag team of those two guys that, that really showed me early on what it what it means to be in the weight room and what the weight room can do for you athletically and, and as a pitcher for me and just as a baseball player in general. And at the core of this is being an educator at the same time as well. And so what got you into wanting to be someone who could teach someone about something? Yeah, so I, I guess that kind of, it goes back to just finding mentors and, and people that you look up to and, and people that you want to emulate in kind of your daily living. And for me, the, the teaching side of things was, was Scott Riling. He was the biology professor at Vauxhall, and, and I loved his classes. And that's, that's the person who kind of steered me towards biology because, like, I did pretty well in it in, in high school. And I just pretty much I wanted to do what he did and I wanted to be like him and his teaching style, and, and I, I really learned a lot from him. And that kind of, and it, I was actually talking to an athlete about it today, and they, they said, well, what did you want to do when you came to college? I said, well, I wanted to teach. And they were like, well, I guess this is, this is a form of teaching. And, and so I was really happy that I was able to, to merge two things that I really love in, into one, one big job. How important was it for you to make sure you didn't have – one line of thinking in your future endeavors that you were willing to uh, bend with whatever came your way? Yeah, it was, it was a lot of it was just staying open to uh, just anything that came my way. I, I think my whole plan, even when I got back on campus for my senior year, was I was going back home. I was going back to Calgary. Um, and then I was just going to kind of see what, what happened from there. Um, I actually did an internship. Um, over the summer before my senior year with, with Prep Baseball Report with Andrew McLean, um, who was another guy that, that I really looked up to. And, and I thought that that was going to be my future, was, was working with him, working for him, 
Um, and so I was, I was lucky with that. And, you know, this, this internship came and, and it really opened the door for this, this opportunity. And, and, uh, so I, I was kind of preparing for it all year. And over the summer here, I, I had to do a ton of studying for the, the certification exam to be a, a certified strength conditioning professional. Um, and so I, I was doing a lot of that stuff and a lot of it was just, I knew it was coming. So the preparation part was easy. I just had to, to plan it out really. That is kind of an interesting side note in all of this is you've been working on the side. And before we even hit the microphone, I said, you're one of the busiest guys I've ever seen just based off your resume and talk about that prep baseball report with uh, Andrew. I mean, you're, this is uh, kind of off the beaten path because you're setting up events, you're building online profiles, you're doing stuff that isn't necessarily uh, strength and conditioning or health and wellness related. Yeah, so I I've always been a, a baseball fan. You know, baseball has been a, a passion of mine for a long time now. And and Andrew was was luck, like I was lucky enough that he pretty much made a position for me to to kind of help him out over the summer. Uh, you know, we we ran a couple events together, um, and like you said, with like the building the online profiles, writing scouting reports for the different athletes around Alberta, and and I really liked it. It was a it was a great thing to do for the summer. It was it was a good way to spend some time and. And I, I thought that maybe a future in scouting was something that I was interested in as I just wanted to stay around athletics. And, you know, I, I was lucky enough that, that I was able to do pretty much, I combined all of my passions into one thing. And, and something that my dad's always told me is, is, you know, if you love what you do, you're not really working. And that's, I know it's only been three weeks, but I can't wait to get up in the morning and get here to work. What would you say is your end goal? What would you say is the the perfect job down the line for you? Uh, ideally, I would I'd be able to stay in the United States and and work at you know like a a Power Five conference and be a, a be a head director at, at one of those schools. Um, but like I said earlier, those those opportunities don't come around often. Uh, a lot of times, when guys crack into those kind of opportunities, they like to hold them for as long as they can and. Um, I don't blame them for that. So a lot of this is, is going to be just kind of playing it by ear and just kind of seeing what, what pops up down the road for me. Can't really look forward without looking back as well. You've mentioned Calgary. You've also mentioned Vauxhall as well. I mean, you're a well-traveled young man am- amongst all the other things that you've done. Walk us through your path through baseball and, and what got you into it in the first place way back when in Calgary? Uh my my dad was was big big sports guy you know he played junior hockey so I played hockey up until I was 16 years old really the year before I moved to Vauxhall I, I tried to play hockey as long as I could and and it, it got to the point around 14 or 15 years old where I started getting more opportunities in baseball whether it's been like Alberta Summer Games or like top prospects and then um, eventually the Canada Cup was, was the top of where I got in in Alberta um, a lot of it just came from. Like I started out in Little League. I played Little League all the way up until I was 14 years old. Um, I never really got into those big travel organizations um, until until I turned 15. I played for a, a travel team out of Strathmore. So and at another place to, to where I kind of played baseball. And, and then Strathmore, Zane Anderson was the guy who actually got me in contact with Vauxhall. He used to go there, or he went there, and so did his brother Dale. And and they were they were pretty big in, in getting me into Vauxhall because they had a, a good rapport built with with Les and and that was pretty much what started my my journey into Vauxhall and then uh, went to Vauxhall for two years. Uh, 
Mike McRae was the head coach at Canisius when I was recruited here. And him and Les had a, a very good relationship. And that's, that's kind of what, what got me here was, was knowing that Canadians were going to be taken care of here. And I was going to have uh, some teammates. JP Stevenson was already here that I played with the box hall. And then um, after my freshman year, Carson Perkins was recruited to come here. So um, it was a, a familiarity thing. And, and now that my, my playing career is, is over, um, I'm just getting to focus on, on being uh, the best strength and conditioning coach I can be. How do you look back on your days in Vauxhall? Uh, Vauxhall was, was two of the best years of my life. Um, you know, I, I've made some, some lifelong friends from there. Um, just the other day, I was asked to be a groomsman in, in Brady Moxon's wedding, who was a guy I graduated with, and, and he's getting married in July. And um, So it, it was awesome. Just the way that they prepared you to be a college baseball player is, is far none. There's, there's nobody that really competes in my mind with, with what they do and their coaching staff and, and the support staff that they have there and, and just the facility, the, the idea of living in the dorms before I even got to college. There was, it was really a, such a smooth transition for me coming here. I, I was ready to live away from home. Um, there was a lot of people that even were an hour away from college that were struggling with it. And I was 33 hours away by car. And, and I, I found it was a, a really smooth transition just because of, of how well that Vauxhall prepares you for, for the next level. And that next level you did really well in, and, and your accolades are pretty well documented. But I'm looking towards what you have to think about your time at Canisius and what you will remember most about your time on the Hill. I think the, the biggest thing I'm going to remember is is that junior year, that, that MAC championship win. Um, and then, and then going to the regional in Minnesota. Uh, I, the reason, one of the biggest reasons I came to Canisius was, was that they had a winning program and they had a, a good track record of, of guys performing well and getting opportunities as freshmen. And, and I was given opportunities as freshmen. It, it didn't, as a freshman, it didn't go as, as well as I had hoped it to, but, um, everybody that comes here is going to get a chance to, to play right away. Um, we, we've won a lot. We were the, the number one regular season team my senior year and, and we made the playoffs all four years so it was, it was a, a great team atmosphere and, and the culture that they're they're building around here is is going up and it's on it's on the upper trend even more than it already was when we got here and but yeah just going back to that that junior year that run we went on um, towards the end of the season it was the last series of the year and we needed to win one of the three games to even qualify for the playoffs and and so you could kind of see um, some some nervous faces around is is you never want to be the team that breaks a streak like we uh, I think it's it's up to twelve or thirteen years straight into the, into the MAC uh, tournament now for us and uh, we we didn't want to be that team and you know we swept that weekend and then rolled into the MAC tournament and won four straight there so um, that that's definitely the biggest thing I'm going to remember. Talk about being a three-time all-academic team selection. What did it mean to you to not only be a good athlete, but also a good student as well? Uh, academics was something that was, was uh, a pretty strict in, with, my, with my parents. They, they always said if, I was, if they were going to pay the money for me to go to Vauxhall or pay the money for me to go to college, it was, I, was, I was going to get an education too. It wasn't just about the baseball side of things. They, they wanted me to be properly prepared for when my playing career is over. Um, and, and I'm very uh, happy that they did that for me. They, they instilled uh, a pretty solid work ethic in me um, in terms of the classroom and, 
and I kind of just carried it over. The, the Vauxhall was Vauxhall was great. Just with the teachers they had there, they they spared no time or expense to to help you if you needed any help. They would stay after school. They would come back after you were done practice to make sure that you you were you were doing well in the classes. And and I kind of took that into college, just at a at a bigger scale as you were juggling maybe four or five six classes in a semester and and just trying to get the you're just trying to build I was trying to be a GPA booster really um that was what I tried to do every semester was was try and help everybody um we we all tried to just raise the GPA up because I know that was something that uh, especially the new head coach Matt Mazurik he he really preached the academic side of things and so anytime that you could have a have a GPA that showed up on his desk that was was good in his eyes it was it was always something that was satisfying You've mentioned the phrase after my career was over a couple of times. And so I'm curious, has that been a difficult transition to wrap your head around or have you come to accept it? Uh, so it's funny that you say that. I, As soon as the season ended my senior year here, um, I never wanted to touch a baseball again. It was, it was pretty devastating, you know, just to think about the fact that it was over. Um, but some of the some of the guys that I graduated with, two guys, uh, Andrew Sipwitz and, and Joe Joe Preziuso, they played uh, they were playing on a men's league team um, out of Orchard, Orchard Park, which is just like a, a about 20 minutes away from from downtown Buffalo, and okay. um, they were they were still playing, you know, two games a week, just kind of going having fun. And I I went out and I actually watched them play one night, and I saw that that Andrew he pitched, and then the next game he actually came in relief because they didn't have enough pitchers and and so it kind of worked out that i i told sip to text the coach and say hey i got a i got a guy if you want someone so i i got to play one more summer um just to kind of get it all out of me and and i'm happy with how it, it's finished now and i don't have any regrets which is one of the biggest things that i told myself uh as i just didn't want to have any regrets when it was over and and just know that me hanging it up is I did it at the right time, and I, I did it on my, my own terms. Now a lot of kids are just getting back into the swing of things at school and gearing up. Do you have any advice for those kids who are just getting started? Uh, my biggest advice is, is learning time management skills. Um, there's going to be times where where you've got class from 9 in the morning all the way until you know 1 or 2 o'clock, and then you go from right from class. You try and grab something to eat on your way to to uh, to practice, you got practice from two to five, and then as a freshman here, you have mandatory study hall. So then you got to get maybe an hour or two in a study hall, and then you're eating dinner, and then it's nine o'clock, and you're you're wondering where the time went. So the biggest thing that I I would say is my advice is just manage your time and, and have a plan every day and every week of of what you want to get done, and 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 just be really meticulous with with your time. And beyond that. For those here in Alberta who are listening, saying, man, this kid from Alberta has done pretty well, what pieces of advice would you offer to the Alberta kids who are looking to forward their baseball careers and even their their life aspirations, whether it be in U.S. or even Canadian post-secondary? Yeah, I would say just, just put yourself out there. Don't don't be afraid of, of being bigger than who you are and, and, and showing off your, your own skills and and don't, don't be afraid of labels. Like, like I said earlier, I, I played little league up until I was 14 years old when, when I had friends that were, were going off to travel ball, travel ball organizations in, in Pee Wee and Bantam. And there's no right way to do it. 
um, there's only your way. I think that's the biggest thing is, is just knowing that you don't have to play for the biggest teams or, or you don't have to pay the most money. It, it, it really just comes down to, to opportunities and, and you, you create your opportunities yourself. Um, so I'd say just anybody in Alberta is just don't be caught up in, in one way of doing things. Just follow your own path. I, I promise you there is one for you. Jared, you've certainly followed a path and it seems to be leading to some pretty good successes. Congratulations again on the new gig and thanks so much for uh, sharing your story here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks to Jared for coming on the podcast and sharing his story. We're sure it'll resonate with many who are trying to figure out what to do after their athletic endeavors are complete. We also want to thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast. In case you missed the news, we have added Spotify to the list of places you can check us out to go along with Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. A big shout-out as well to all of our sponsors and partners. You can learn more about them on our website, albertadugoutstories.com. And while you're there, check out our T-shirts, which are still on sale, with proceeds going towards covering our costs. That'll do it for this episode of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. We'll see you next time.